Gab and Girl Time contains explicit sexually mature themes and is intended for a mature audience. The opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views of any platforms, sponsors, or social media. in life you know yes. i'm happy that we're still doing it and we're doing it on a tea day so that's right <laughs> so we're still consistent which by the way is the key to all success consistency all <laughs> <laughs> that's the secret of the day so hello hello how was your weekend i had a great weekend uh I, I know you had an awesome weekend as well. Do you uh, want to talk about yours first? I do. Yeah, sure, 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 Go sure. Ahead. Sure. We went to Land of the Sky Burlesque Festival where Knoxville just took over. Was it the inaugural? Was it the first one? Well, they moved it from the Savannah Burlesque Festival. Oh. Uh, since Rebel Vital, who is a wonderful, wonderful person. I can't wait to get her on the show. And April Queen um, live in Asheville and just decided to do there, which I think is wonderful because it's only an hour and a half and away. <laughs> right. Yes. Instead of, I love Savannah, but. Well, and you perform there fairly regular, regular. At least I've been up there a couple of times with you performing and you mm -hmm. perform there. It seems to me pretty regularly. So. Yeah. So Friday night was cosplay night and I was in my Ricky Bobby outfit and everybody loved that that was a really great night who performed that night oh a winner of oh, yeah. an award yeah um lenora dora oh, who cool. she will be a future guest on our show uh, she does a pam beasley from the office and she literally has a desk oh fun that she wears throughout <laughs> <laughs> And it's very cumbersome, but oh my gosh, is the act not wonderful? It is amazing. Um, oh shit, what was I gonna say? Oh, she got Miss Innovative with her, or most innovative with her prop. Well, there. yeah, definitely, very cool. And that was Friday night, uh, Saturday night. Also, one of our guests, Rhoda Derriere, was the MC Friday night and did a phenomenal job. There. She is one of the best MCs I think around. That um, most festivals kind of work this way. This is how this one worked. Uh, you have a nerd lesque night mm -hmm. where everybody comes in. That's usually your Friday night, and then you have your Saturday showcase, and then your Sunday brunch. So I was in the Saturday showcase show, and. I don't have anything bad to say about it. Did you I do mean, Colin? It was, I, did. I did. Did you bring your podium? I did. 
I'm sure the <laughs> art art project really put Senate <laughs> over the edge. It did. As soon as I heard the podium go out across the stage and people were just like, ooh, and ah, I was like, yeah, this is going to be good. Probably, did I've had a lot use- of people say that it was the best one yet that they had seen, the best. Um, like your all-around performance, yes. everything about it. Yeah. Yeah. Was really good. And I was just into it. Did somebody record it for you? Yes. Nice. And we'll be getting a video of that. That is what's cool about uh, doing showcases on festivals is usually there's a recording of your work. And the photographer was, I don't know if you saw the pictures on Facebook, but oh my gosh, amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing pictures. So... So Sunday is brunch and Barry Manatees, Dustin Camp, another one of our guests. We just have our friends on our show all the time, don't we? Really? Yes. <laughs> Which is not a, yeah, it's our show. That's, we yeah, can totally yeah. do that. We have as many friends as we want. <laughs> um, him and another guest of ours, Ebony Delight, also performed that day. She got the other producer's pick. Of course she did. Yes. She's a huge favorite every time she's on stage, though. Ebony is a favorite when she walks in a room. Yes. That's she looks like beautiful. She, she had on uh, this dusty blue um, a murder robe. Mm. <laughs> and she just looked gorgeous. And she sang and took her clothes off, which is not easy to do. No. So props yeah. right there to Ebony. She is awesome. Seriously. Anyway, if you ever get a chance to see Ebony Delight out perform, and of course, Brady Von Beaverhausen or Colin Boutte, if you ever see them on a bill anywhere, it's definitely worth the cover or whatever it is to go to the show. We're probably both going to be at CreepyCon and uh, Frog Juice Butchery this weekend. But this will not air before, before that. I'll be at Frog Juice as well. September 2nd, the first Friday. All right. On a comedy show there with uh, Allie Simpson is running that. Tiny Stage is uh, producing those shows. So, very cool. Yeah, check out Tiny Stage shows. Check out GGT shows, our shows. We have a show coming up, kicking off Pride. Mm hmm. You know, and then there'll be some looking around. We've been booking more shows. So I never win anything, right? Yes. I mean, I don't. I don't. And that's fine. Um, <laughs> I don't. So that particular morning, uh, Sunday morning after brunch, they gave out the superlatives after everyone was done. Phenomenal show there. Uh, Barry did his Tennessee whiskey number, and it just gets me stirring mm-hmm. every time. There's another performer I would just like to shout out to. They are not our guests, but I'm hoping one day they will be. But um, Vinegar Tom, I don't know if you know who that is. Um, Just unlike anything I have ever seen before, number one, I'm very, very sexually attracted to him or them. I'm not sure of their pronouns right now. They have kind of that barbell look, the handlebar mustache, the the bald head. Did you see the pink? a beautifulness thing that they were wearing and no this uh, was just like headshots of oh 
y'all. He came out in just this pink dream that they had made themselves. Mm-hmm. And it was just gorgeous. And I almost teared up because it was just so beautiful. And to just see, I don't know, there's something about seeing a man do burlesque that's just super fucking sexy to me. Super hot. So, everybody gets done. Now, I've had a double mimosa that morning with no breakfast. (laughs) So fun. (laughs) But I didn't have to drive because, thankfully, Anatomic, another one of our guests, Mm -hmm. drove the whole way. And shout out to Ann. Thank you for driving. Thank you for being that person. Because I'm so happy that I didn't drive. Yeah. Up there. That would have added more to my stress and... Just, I'm so thankful for them. It's for, so nice to go and have a driver. Like, yes. <laughs> and be with fun people when you do these things. We were. This weekend was about me and me only and Barry. But me, oh, me really. Because I had no husband, no children, no grandchildren. So it was. Did you stay with like a group? We had got an Airbnb, the 10 of us. Oh, y'all got there. one Airbnb. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah. And uh, so we didn't have to worry about hotels mm-hmm. or anything like that. And I would much rather stay with people that I trust and love. And I know they're going to take care of me rather than to stay in a hotel. And it was cheaper than staying in a hotel as well. So I had a... They were doing superlatives, and I just didn't really even think of anything. And the more that the producers started talking, the more I was like, are they talking about me? What? No. No way. Because they were like, when I look for numbers, this is something that embodies what I think burlesque is. And I was just sitting there going, nah, she's, nah, nah. And then she called my name, and I fucking freaked out. Yes. What? (laughs) That's insane. Insane. Because there were so many just superb numbers there. So many talented people. And I'm very, very humble and very, very grateful to win that. I know. I know. It's like, oh, you you know, yeah, you're you're great. You yeah, you are. You're great. What are you talking but, about? Like when people are talking yeah. and telling you that? Yeah, but I don't personally believe it. Well, <sighs> honestly, that stems from all the years of my, really my mother telling me that I'm not going to, you're not going to make it in show business. Not that I wanted that. I, I don't want to make it, but she just basically said, you're not talented enough. That sucks. And yeah. yeah, that was the mantra for all of our families because, you know, same with doing comedy. I should have been doing comedy when I was in my 20s, you mm-hmm. know, but I let too many people tell me I couldn't. You were cut out to be literally famous. You're a star. Uh, you you may not. Know, we've talked about that last now, week. Now, yeah. You may not now, I'm, but. I've gotten to the point, Danny Winston and I talked about that this this morning. I've gotten to the point, I've been doing this for seven years. I'm just now to the point where I am confident to get out on stage without 
that feeling in my stomach that I want to just throw up and have an imposter syndrome. I was still having imposter syndrome, though, when I was there with such talent in Mm -hmm. the dressing room. Yeah. And these performers that, you know, while we're all inclusive in body size and everything, you can tell, you can tell who works out, you know, Mm -hmm. and who, who puts in the work there. Uh, I wish that I had that kind of discipline and I really, really admire that. So I'd had a little bit of imposter syndrome then, but that's waning. You know, everything that we do in the future, it's just going to get better and better. It's just it's yes. more confidence going to build and it's just going to get better and better. Well, I've watched that particular act since its inception. Mm-hmm. I've been real fortunate to be around during all the incarnations of it as well, you know. And, of course, it doesn't hurt that, you know, I help with the crafting. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm just, You've done a lot. I'm just being we made ass. We had to make a video for it. We've <laughs> made crafting. I'm I mean, just you're just as I've, intricate in the uh, televangelist act. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am just saying that you have, I've watched you hone and practice and and build on it you didn't go okay this is great just as is I'm going to keep it this way you have literally brought don't you think it's performers though that's that's what we all do yes constantly and I think that that accolades that you're getting are well deserved um I think that that should be your catalyst every time you feel like you don't belong that should be your sign you know your little Mm -hmm. insignia I belong you belong so you don't I mean as far as feeling now the feeling can be more like wow look at what they're doing I gotta step up my game this is amazing and I it's healthy every time you every time you go to a festival yes it's like that it's like okay uh what what new number am I gonna come up with or what number am I gonna elevate yes for next year because bring that there and you see healthy competition you Mm -hmm. see people that you admire and that are growing and you you know it's wonderful to watch people really you know develop their craft and when you're at a festival you get to be with people that there are people who didn't make it in you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like you applied they saw something in your video they were like yeah come to this festival and then you get to be around other people who are really doing you know what they're at the top of their game. You're at the top of your game to even be allowed in that festival, whether it be the top of your game in a genre or, you know, because this is different or because it's hot. You know, when you started doing Colin, kind of being a drag king type in burlesque, you know, sw- gender being fun with gender roles was not as prevalent you know it was yeah. a lot of boop boopy doo and you know classic whatever you and you've kind of always been a little um 
you know, you prefer the more quirky, you prefer the more comedic, you're very tongue in cheek. And yes, I want to make people laugh. You have a lot of fun with your sexuality. And that's what I think the heart of burlesque is supposed to be, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that, yes, being sexy is great, but sex is supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to necessarily be all serious all the time. I always think know? of Mae West when it comes yeah. to that. Always. Mm-hmm. I used to always be she compared had, to Mae West. <laughs> she has a very, um, she had a very masculine energy about her as well, but also extremely feminine. Oh, just body broad. Yes. But yes. Body broad. But yes, she was very... Yeah, I used to love her and W.C. Fields together with their whatever banter, everything. But she was unapologetic about her sexuality. And we forget that there were women like this previously in history. And, you know, there's always been outspoken been women. Everybody that is around today, all the... um, trans people gay people sexual people all of us we've all been around forever mm-hmm. forever and you can say whatever you want about that but I believe that that is by design um, that God has put these people here for a reason. And, yeah. And if it's to help someone else out in another way, like to, for, I guess, tolerance or, I think that's great. I'm rambling right now. So do I want to no, jump in? I'm, I think, I'm, well, it's lovely because I think you are. The closer, the more you come to seeking your spirituality and your life meaning or whatever, the closer you come to seeing the heart of God. And what I just, I find it crazy when people who profess to be on behalf of God are so not (laughs) completely the opposite yes completely the opposite and you know god if you if you truly are seeking that if you look at the manuscript and you believe that uh, god's gonna direct what he wanted them to say the writers of of the bible if you look at it, though, he never used anyone that was perfect. None of the people that God used to tell the story of what he wanted was put together perfect, good people. Right. He was not what all the, you know, so-called Christian people that are spewing all this crazy hate and, you know... What's, what's got him riled up this and week? It's not even just that. Uh, what's got him riled up this week is the um, the student loan forgiveness. Oh my! And God. it just—it's really funny because I 
I seem to remember something like Jesus forgave you for your oh, industry. Yeah. And I would just think that forgiveness, whether it be monetarily or whatever, why would you not want that? Why would you not want that taken off and other people to prosper? Now, look, I didn't have any student loans. I made it a point to where I'll quit before I do something like that. And that's what I did. <laughs> Because I didn't want that saddled on me. But I have seen many, many people get duped into doing that. Like, if you're 18 and you're going into college, you have no... They don't teach you anything like that in school. And unless you've got really, really good parents who will walk you through, or a really good guidance counselor that will walk you through all that, yeah, uh, you get you in really there... do. Yeah, you get in there going... What am I going to do? Oh, you're undeclared. You need to be declared. You need to figure out what mm-hmm. you're going to do. And no one tells you. See, this is where, okay, first of all, I have no problem. Uh, I understand fiscally why people can be annoyed about it. Like if you take emotion completely out of that and you just look at the debt and where it's come from and what's going on with that. First of all, if the government gave the loans, if the government gave that money out, the government got it already from taxpayers' dollars. Mm -hmm. So they already took it from us once. Right. And then in order to, they're not replacing that debt, they're absolving us of that, having to pay that by our tax dollars, Right. So it's still got to be paid back. So I feel like we're having to double dip our tax money when, in my opinion, it could be going to something worthy, which you already know. I don't think the government's a good steward of any of our tax no, dollars. No, and they just gave more money to the fucking Ukraine. Now, I, oh. now, now they can't. Had you seen that story today that they don't know where 70% of that money is that we've already given to the Right. Ukraine yes. about it. Of course I mean, they don't. Yeah. And not, I mean, they just gave more money, oddly, that, you know, was put back into the coffers for the mm-hmm. lottery money or whatever, which, by the way, is how a lot of states are paying for their secondary indi- education for people to get free education. However, I think as far as student loan debt, I think some of these schools need to pay at least a percentage to help out with. I don't mind them mm-hmm. absolving it, but I mean, Harvard alone is sitting on $40 billion in endowments. That's $40 billion that they've raised or been donated or whatever that they've got. They couldn't give $30 billion to wipe out America's student loan debt even though it wasn't given to them i mean they're still getting tuition and private tuition from millionaires to send their kids to school there and then they have enough in the they'd still have 10 billion to pay for indigent uh education if they needed to you know or people less fortunate whatever they still have money to take care of that and that's not the only school that's just one school that i'm talking about you mean these colleges couldn't pay back some of that money like having a lemon law if i, I bought, know but there's it's if i some bought of these a bad that, product 
I mean, should I go to the manufacturer of that product as well as the store that sold it to me to take it back? I mean, this is what they, that's who needs to give them, who's profiting from the loans that you took out as a student. You didn't, obviously, you went and you got an education that you can't even use. First of all, they sold you a faulty bill of goods by giving you an education without a path to having an actual job that you could make enough money to support yourself and pay back your student loan. Isn't mm -hmm. that the product they're selling? Yes. So it's the manufacturer of the product needs to pay for these loans, in my opinion. Nobody wants to hear my opinion. And how much of it is However, I'm principle? not pissed that people get to, you know, default on these loans, but it does suck, like, you know. How much? What about people that needed a car to go back and forth to their trade or their tools? Mm -hmm. and or should Right. They be and how much principal is it versus how much interest are you paying? Yeah. Like, even if you just took the fucking interest. In yeah, why are you doing interest? To me, that's yeah. just free money. That yeah, you're getting why, out of somebody. Why, yeah, why are you do, taking interest on education loans? Why isn't that protected somehow? Especially you know, we can totally get into schools so and where the that. money where the money goes to. Now, we'll take UT, for example. Where do you think that money goes to? How much are their endowments? You could look it up. I yeah. think they have to tell you. Well, I'm sure. Because it's a state school. How much do their, um, their sports programs... Yeah. Take in their male sports programs yeah. take in and take over. Now, Lady, uh, you know, Lady Vols basketball, huge, huge here in Knoxville, but not necessarily ever anywhere else. And that's only because of Pat Summit. She's not around anymore. Well, that's but a all whole her other wins. can of worms of women and sports and you know depending on what's hot and what's not but women's basketball in a lot of places is very popular and where it's not at different areas there are more than just ut for colleges that it's good and, and it's, i thought they took your taxes if you defaulted on student loans i thought that was a way also that they were paying it back yeah, I mean, oh, I guess I I know of a person who defaulted on their what's student loans. Horrible and is how the government went in and uh, under you know behind people's backs, kind of made the fine print ironclad. Where mm -hmm. basically, you know, this debt they've almost made it to where your student loan debt could you. It's unabsolvable. Like you can't file a bankruptcy and right. get out from under it yeah. or any of that. And even and where they take your, uh, they take your social security over it. See, this is, and this is the government mm -hmm. acting like the mob. And the government isn't even supposed to be a money making entity. That's what's nope. so screwed up with how. This is where it's difficult because people haven't realized that 
you can do things like I love the Pride Center because they're a perfect example, but yet they still have to play by all the dumb rules and jump through all the dumb hoops that they go through. But they're a perfect example of community coming together and actually doing good for the community, you know, and helping the community. But the funds aren't endless, you know? No, no. I know for a fact that the president of Knox Pride does not get paid for anything. Anybody who does anything there does not get paid. It is all volunteer-based. Yes, it is. And it is all donation-based. People taking civic responsibility and doing what they need to do for the community and for the betterment of the community. And this core group of people are doing are doing God's work, are doing the work that churches. Well, if it's let's take all churches out of it. Even if you believe in God and nothing to do with the church, if that's where the heart is, you know, if that's what God put on the church and we are the church, then that's what everybody should be doing anyway. It should be taking care of their brothers and sisters, Mm -hmm. their neighbors, their you know uh community this is this is what the unity is and i think they're a prime example of doing it without the government but to reach more people if they can get on a program that the government is supposed to be doing when you know that there are people who care enough to do this without pay without Um, you know, investing, they're investing their time, their money, their resources into this community. I think it's safe to say they've proven themselves good stewards Mm -hmm. of that community, that they deserve that grant. This is the kind of things I want my tax dollars going for. So therefore, I have zero issue. I don't care, you know, With the type of money, I think they can be trusted with a vast amount of money because they're proven themselves worthy with small amounts of what they're doing. You know, they, it's really important to do this. And if in your communities, each person can do this, the more they do this, the less dependency on the government we would be. It's going to cause the government to have a conniption because they have gotten beholden to this money. They've gotten used to this money. And if it stopped, they would lose their minds. And so this is the push-pull where you constantly have to have people arguing on, is it good business to absolve the student loan debt? Probably not. But was it fair to begin with? Absolutely not. And that's where you've got to do something to help. It's indentured servitude, and that's not okay either. And you sold this bill of goods. You sold this bad information. These people aren't worth, that paper's not worth $40,000 plus another hundred thousand dollars in interest it's a it's a scam just like title loan Mm -hmm. uh, companies are a scam 
But to be like, no, you can't ever be a lead, you know. But look at the tiny ass amount. 10000 is not even half these people's interest payments. No. Now, I have two children who do have uh, loans under 10000 So theirs will be gone. Right. Since which I, is great. Which I think is great. It will... Um, it will leave them open to save more money to, you know, move out of my house or to <laughs> to take care of their kid or whatever. That money will go somewhere else for them. The, it, the if way you don't have that weight on there. Right. I mean, to me, all that they're doing, all that the government is doing with this is giving younger kids who did not, you know, they took their basics, have their, like, bachelor's or whatever, um, maybe some that could only do the two-year degree, helping the Pell Grants, which technically were supposed to be grants anyway and not right. necessarily paid back. And then they're <laughs> like, oh, but you have a Pell Grant loan. When did that become <laughs> a loan? A grant is not a loan. <laughs> but then they're like, oh, no, we'll pay all that back. It's just, you know... We're giving you a stimulus and absolving you of where the government has become just as shysty as credit card companies preying on 18-year-olds, you mm -hmm. know? So, uh, that is... We have that. It's like another stimulus. I throw every one of them away. Every one of them. Both my, both my young adults. It's constant. Mm -hmm. All of it. And they... Why don't I get any mail? Because, honey, half of it's junk. Yeah. And all it is is credit card offers. Every single bit of it. Or car loans. Or, you know, something like that to get you into debt. And I did not raise mine to be that way. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. You know, that's, it sucks. They need a credit card and pay it off. Through their financial institution so that you can build upon that. So, yeah. but am I bitter that they get, that they're absolving student loan debt? No, because that's what the constituents that are voting for the future have said, this is killing us. What they need to do is they need to look at severe student loan reform. Yes. Like it shouldn't be like, And wasn't hey, it also a campaign promise? We're going to put you on this. Are we going to go there with all yeah, the we are. promises well, that have been broken? They've all been broken. None of them. But isn't this what they were supposed to do? Isn't this what they were supposed to do once they got elected? I don't is know. To, when is the weed they're coming? They're ever going to figure out that it's red or blue. The government's not for you. I mean, <laughs> you know. Weed should be federally legal. Absolutely. You know, All of it should be federally legal. Because they can't release, they don't, you know. Now, though, that there seems to be such a point of contention that no one can work. Isn't that what everybody's hollering in the streets? No one will work. Well, now's the ideal time to let out minor criminals that are in jail for weed offenses. Because they could work. They could. Isn't that what the whole... But then they don't get the private 
prison or private jail that they're at doesn't get the money per inmate from the government for that. But so then the government how are they could st- use that money to pay down student loans? Right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know like who's who's running this juggling this Ponzi scheme <laughs> that we've got going on now with It ain't government. us. That's well, for sure. We gotta abolish the Fed, but you know, every time anybody talks about that they get assassinated. So Is that gonna happen with me and my HOA? I'm now a board member of my HOA. I'm going to do my best to dismantle it. Get rid of it. I'd already told him, I said, I don't even want to be on here. I said, but it looks like you guys need help. And you need a younger voice. Everybody that lives in my subdivision is 70 and above. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm surprised I even like the idea of an HOA. I was too, but... It was crazy. That HOA meeting was a little nuts. It was a little crazy. You get um a lot of plus you you oh, I don't even know how to say it without being ageist. But I'm ageist uh, and I'm old. Okay. I just realized that Are, I'm the, yeah. I'm the asshole. Argumentative like we're not looking for any kind of solutions. We are just um the phrase "this is not Nazi Germany" was mentioned. <laughs> well, that person can't be for the HOA. They are not. Have, that should have been your friend. There's your peer. They group. are. They are. <laughs> this they did the, that. They did that, and I have my. They would have got. I had my from me the very next. Day. I. I had my notebook in my hand, and they said that, and I just went like this. I just put my notebook up to my face because I was like, oh, my gosh. The HOA representative, um, they have a company that they give all this shit to, and then the company, like, manages it. It's, yeah. That person looked at me and, like, what have I gotten myself into? And I was like, yep, yep. Uh, I personally don't think that I can change anything there. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some things that I do want in there. Community-wise, to bring in community. I don't know if these older people are wanting to do something like that. Maybe. So, we'll see. They might. You never so, know. The sagas of the... HOA. I'm sure there would be a lot of stories. I think they'll like your willingness and desire for accountability and getting things done. And and like, I know you had some things you needed repaired and they were very slow to go about it. That's everywhere, though. That's everywhere. I know. Er- everything. But I think they'd be happy that you seem to be like a little Well, that's warrior. what I... I- told him, I said, y'all don't want me on here. I said, because for lack of a better word, I'm a really big bitch when it comes to stuff like this. And if I see something that's not going my way, I'm going to say something about it. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So, my weekend. Yeah, your weekend. Well... Friday, I went to Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and I was on a show with um, 
my friend Augustus Anderson. You might know Augusta. She was a burlesque dancer. She might have already moved away. She used to dance with White Lightning and burlesque. Okay. And um, her name was Sassy Frass. Like Sassy Frass. Oh, I do know who that is. Okay. Blonde. So she used to date a comic and she was a comedian too in the here and at one time uh we were the only girls around and then um liz brooks came in to the scene and uh i was very hopeful we would all be friends but that did not work out but uh and we had even had issues before but you communicate with people and again uh i do like people and i think that they're not all disposable, although I think that comes from growth and maturity and having children and having to, you know, forgive bad behavior. If people are wanting to change that behavior. I know, but you, you, you keep on forgiving it, forgiving it, forgiving it. If they keep repeating it, yeah, then you, you have to, you've got to set a boundary mm-hmm. and you've got to be true to that boundary. I mean, for sure you have to, and you let people know I am pretty good about letting people know right up front this is not cool for me or whatever um and it depends on if it's benign if it's just annoying like there's differences between annoying behavior and then truly shitty behavior Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so you know that also is it's a scale and it's and definitely a spectrum but if you're very shitty all the time and you're never aware of it you're never going to change and there's just you've got to have a significant emotional event to even begin to elicit change so anyhow she has talked to me several times about her remorse for being the kind of person that she was and you know has that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's growing and we're all allowed to grow. Mm-hmm. Not all of us have done shitty things. That's what I'm saying. We've all been the villain in someone else's story. Oh, no. I will fully admit I've done you know? some really shitty things and when I was younger. I mean, it's, yeah. You learn, you grow. It's when you stay in that all the time that there's a problem. So, you know, and everybody is allowed to change and grow and be the villain and be the hero. So, anyway, uh, I thought it was awesome. Her boyfriend is very supportive of her, and he's a cool dude, and he's been in comedy for a little while over there on that uh, side of North Carolina and over closer to the coast of the Carolinas. Um, Salem is like the tobacco place, not mm-hmm. the witch trial place. That's Massachusetts. Right. Like, But yeah. um, it is very old. It was, like, founded in the 1700s, so they had a lot of cool stuff. I went and uh, visited this first, this coffee pot that was made uh, by the metalsmiths in the town back in, like, the 1800s, so it was kind of cool. It reminded me, like, oh, this is the first Burning Man art, but nobody would get that, really, unless they (laughs) went to Burning Man and saw this structure. But anyway, um, it the city was fun, and the the comedy show was great, and it was at um, Camel City Playhouse, so it would have 
compare to like Knoxville Central Cinema kind of a situation. And um, anyway, it was a great show. And I was on, I did uh, very well, made a lot of new fans there. And um, the, I was on with a guy who used to tour with Dave Chappelle. So that was kind of interesting and uh, had a good time. And then uh, came home and did some comedy here <laughs> at home. And I went, one of our young comics uh, is uh, Deontay Bailey. And um, he has started an open mic on Tuesdays. And it is kind of, his vision for it is like a night at the Apollo wild and out okay kind of very um did you go wild and out uh no but (laughs) i was just going to see the vibe there was like uh, sometimes i don't know my um who i am in the as in the scene or whatever just what i'm compelled as community Maybe it's the mom vibe or whatever, but I really am proud of the comics in the scene and especially when they take the initiative to grow the comedy scene. Like when they're doing something, I like to go and at least support once. You know what I mean? Whether I'm there every weekend or week or every time the doors are open, you know, I have a schedule as well where I'm out doing things so I don't want to commit to like yes I will be here every single week or whatever but I do like to support that and check out what they're doing hey what are they doing this is cool so I definitely understood his vibe but oh my god like they are openly encouraged to boo you off the stage and stuff like that so I wouldn't like that. I think that, well, yeah, I mean, it definitely is for tough skin and tough room. I mean, it was like a very tough room. But um, I did last like four and a half minutes, which is pretty good. Um, uh, I did get So booed. when they're done with you, they just boo you off stage? Yeah, they boo you. Mm-hmm. That's everybody? Yeah, they booed the headliner. I don't know the headliner. Like, literally, if I had, um, like, thought about what it was going to be like, like, I can go next week, and I'd say I could do, I could stay up there, I could win them for about 10 minutes, because, like, it's a matter of having music played and dancing and doing whatever. It's, it's like a whole vibe, but here's the thing, uh, Deontay being the host, what I would have done different, but this isn't my show. This is just me. I'm I'm gonna woman splain. You know, no. I mean, uh, the comics went up cold. Deontay should have done some time in the beginning and yeah. warmed people up. Um, he did try to hype it up a little bit, uh, and it is supposed to be a variety show, but he had. Um, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. Should we say? I get Amanda won't care. So Amanda Cruel opened, and they booed her immediately. Like two jokes in, boo. And so then that's when I was next. And he did have like a rap battle. Did you know situation. this before you came in? Like they said, if they don't like, did they tell I you if they don't like you, they will boo you 
off and you need to get off stage or I mean well I mean I could have got combative and I mean were you blind were you blindsided or did you know this was no, coming I mean he says definitely at the beginning of the show what the deal is you know with it with going on so you know it was like okay we'll see is he telling you this as he's telling the audience that, or did he take y'all back yes. beforehand? I mean, I didn't talk to him beforehand at all. and go, no. okay, this oh, is no. this is what we do here. But no, but I mean, when he introduced the show, he said what was up. But I could have. That's been when like, you found I'm out. Then go on it, you know, or whatever. Yeah, I guess. So, I didn't uh, take it personally because I just thought of it as the night at Apollo and I'm like uh, Amanda and I were the only two white people in there and so um, and it was very female heavy but the dudes were so combative with the girls like I was just like oh my god but had we had Deontay if Deontay had warmed up and actually told jokes I could have gotten an idea of what everyone thought was funny or what was up with you know I could have found a connection and just connecting as maybe that was on purpose so that you could find your own connection within there maybe but I mean you know whatever they definitely did not like anything that Amanda did and um they did like me for a while, but then it was like, what was the joke that got you where we were started to get booze? Yes. After I was talking about, um, Kleenex wipes and Clorox wipes and, uh, the, your, your buttholes never looked that didn't get me booed. The, um, handlebar mustache really mm-hmm. yep and I think that it was just one of those uh, dudes were laughing people were laughing and they were in the back and they were just decided we're going to interject our power kind of a thing mm-hmm. like it was very I feel like it was just people being assholes which is what happened with the dude where he was calling out who he could see, you know, but the girl wasn't necessarily doing anything. But when they're doing roast battles and stuff like that, they're like shitting on each other. And then there was this, this, these girls from Memphis that were there and Amanda got up and tried to do a roast battle with them. But they're like, you know, this girl is gorgeous. And it's like, I'm not going to put down someone you know uh like it it's one thing to go up against a guy because then you're just roasting the dude and so um it was it was so awkward it was just really awkward and I thought wow you know I feel for like my friends you know I get now Ebony's (laughs) when (laughs) sometimes she's like "Mm." this is awkward or whatever. (laughs) It's like, well, I think that, um, and this is why I say I'm the ageist. I feel like if I were a little bit younger, I could have connected more. I also chose poorly. Now that I see what was going on, I should have just did crowd work and roasted the fuck out of everybody. 
Like, I, there's this girl with really long I would think legs. that would be your advantage to being older. Yes. Is, but is that if you're going to be, if you're going to be the oldest bitch in the room, mm-hmm. be the oldest bitch well, in the room. Part of the situation is it was a very big space and not very many people there. And there were people at the very back of the room. You couldn't Where see was them this? at Bebo's, which also, by the way, just had a shooting apparently Ugh. the weekend before. What? So, Where is that at? Down by the mall, down by West Ham Mall. I've never heard of it. It's a it's a predominantly black club. So it's a cool club. I mean, it has a lot of potential, and I see what Deontay's doing with it. Like I get his point of view, you know. Right. So. I don't know why we're getting all these spam emails on our Gavin Girl Time email. <sighs> the podcast one. <laughs> I know. There are all like 8 million. Do you now. think somebody's listening and going, you know what? We're going to spam their email with a bunch of bullshit. No, I think that. Um, Every time we have an influx of listeners, we have people, which, by the way, I do appreciate everybody that listens to us. Absolutely. However, I did get booed off stage and I did handle it. I didn't like cry or anything. I was just like, oh, yeah, well, fuck y'all. You don't deserve the punchline then. (laughs) Just walked off (laughs) like me. (laughs) But now that I know what it's about, I might would go again, kind of armed with bear. Oh, is it a hookah bar? This Bebo's Cafe? It used to be a um, Chinese place, like a Mandarin. Okay. Yeah, I see the one dead after shooting at Bebo's Cafe. (laughs) Whoops. Yeah, but it's on Gleason, so that's yeah. about that's about right. I didn't know that. W- I didn't see a hookah bar. Oh, that's just what Google is saying. So yeah. maybe Google is wrong. Yeah. So that was a thing, and I was like, okay. So. So I kind of wanted to bring something up and. We're not going to have a lot of time today because Jen's busy, but maybe we can talk about this on another episode, but what are we going to do about these young men who are saying we'll never, incels, who will never get married, who will be living in their mother's basements because no woman wants them for whatever reason you know whether that be hygiene education looks do you think that this is a upward trend or do you think we just know more about uh these people because the internet connects us i think it's a little bit of both 
I think that um, with the internet and you're able to dismiss someone very quickly over something that you don't like about that person and instead of organically getting to know that person it's just swipe left swipe left swipe right swipe left I don't know how that works so somebody I'm sure will correct me on it I'm not on dating apps I think that this generation in general um men or boys or whatever especially um I think just in the electronic uh, gaming virtual generation I think that there is less and less intimacy and human contact and I think way more and more I will agree with that and I will also put say that with the games TV movies it's porn porn it's I think there's it's unattainable to where for both parties to and I think that yes and I think that a lot of um, this generation are developing electronic relationships and self-satisfying I think that that's why when you have when you look at things like what are the most popular things going on just from the pride center and it's activities that bring people together for more human connection to you know they need more singles you know or young adult activities where you would meet together like this week we've had a blast at craft night there wasn't that many there but there was a moderate amount of people there so yeah they are doing the things that you can come and you can mix and you can meet people but I guess I'm just more talking about people who are never going to come to the Pride Center. I mean, some of these straight males are never, you know, going to go out and go to a mixer or go to, you know, a craft night, an amateur drag night, a karaoke night. I mean, yeah, some of them are hanging at comedy nights. Some of them, you know, a lot of times they do have their frat boy nights. But more than often than not, they're, you know, on their video games, you know, talking. But there's a lot, there is a lot of things to do, though. There's music nights and, I mean, straighties take up a lot of the activities <laughs> around, you know. I mean, my um, my guy has a group of friends that meet socially every single week yeah you know and they meet same time different places uh all the time so that's um you know i think that it's the need is to have sober spaces and safe spaces where right now with lgbtq plus because it's usually you know gay clubs Centered around alcohol or church. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. The, uh, the, um, 
So there's a need for the spaces. I think there's a need for human contact, but I think that um, now I'm talking about these individuals that they want a certain kind of partner or a certain kind of really just a certain kind of woman but they're not willing to put in the work that it would take to attract the woman oh, that these, they you're just talking about yeah, regular old entitled yeah, men yeah, i mean that's yes, not a special yeah. thing oh my gosh since i can remember i you know like yeah it's always been that way i i mean but now the internet has has it given them a false idea that they can obtain this or do you just have guys cacking on the filters of women or what i mean so the basement dwellers have decided that they're going <laughs> to tell us what they want and they don't care is that what you're saying yes and that we need to there's a there's an article in the new yorker about that like what are we going to do about these men who like i said that want these things but are not willing well, to what have we done like i mean this is like i the, say just let them live in their like mom's basement the i mean fat dude with the no fat chicks sticker, yes, bumper sticker yes, yes it's legit it's this has always been this way like for some reason their sperm is so special that women are going to flock to them you know no they're not you wonder nice guys finish last and the ogres don't get the princesses that's not you know what happens though is a lot of the always, nice guys are not really nice guys though. it's true they yeah. all suck anyway there's that one uh dude and he does have a hot chick I can't remember though who it is like because I don't care but because there's is that money because there's no? that one dude I don't know I think he's a singer maybe or something or, you know I don't know maybe like it okay Ralphie May hilarious sweet man he had a hot wife because mm -hmm. he was hilarious you know what I mean? Oh yeah! Like there's there's a big difference. You if you're truly hilarious, if you're funny, you can get my pants. Well, very except easily. for Dane Cook, <laughs> he used to be able to. We questioned. He used, we questioned. He, that. he used to be able to, and now he's back to our last yes. episodes. Just because I mean, yes, there's always going to be that. But the ogres, just because they're voicing their opinion because the world wide web doesn't mean anybody's listening to it. We're just not. You know, if they're a great wordsmith, that's how they're getting them, you know, because they are good keyboard warriors. So, you know, it's kind of like the prison pen pals. <laughs> <laughs> and all the soulmates, you know. All of them. That was on She-Hulk today. I was dying. I thought, yeah, there you go. You listen to our podcast, don't you? But, um... <laughs> the the bad guy was talking about having seven my seven pen pal soulmates are gonna give me some property <laughs> when I get out of here <laughs> it's just like, mm, yeah. I would think yeah you collect as many as you can because you never you know, know yeah that's gonna hit yeah yeah it only gets hairy if they all want to visit at the same time 
That's when it's like, uh oh, I can only choose two, <laughs> you know, or whatever. <laughs> oh man. I well, my mom's deceased, date. so we don't have to worry about her. I don't know. <laughs> she may come back and haunt us. <laughs> she may get pissy in the afterlife. I don't know. It's not my fault. I'm just going on secondhand knowledge. I would be willing to bet that there's a website that actually, you know, like a dating site that, you know, my funky felon dot com or probably, <laughs> probably just prison system dot com. And it just has all these pen pals. Yeah. It's never my prison pen pal dot com. I bet that's start, a thing. I'm about to look that up. Does it start <laughs> with where you're, you know, like I could see you starting to write an inmate. Um, not because you're desperately needing the attention, but because I could see you being like, why are you there? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Why is this guy? This is my case study right now. I want to know. I'm doing a dissertation on why in you are in mind prison. Of yes. This. But, and I'm just going to be nice and find out and interview. So I see how you could get caught up in that. But like, it's so wild just seeing, you know, afterwards, one sided. And have you watched. A League of Their Own yet? I watched half of the first... No, I watched two episodes. Do you like it? You're into it? Or... I I like it. I do like it. But then I'm kind of weird because I tend to like... Um, you know, I like a lot of fantasy and science fiction. And then I found out that I'm not really into sports. But I do like movies about sports. <laughs> I just really love the fact that they're taking us through a couple of journeys uh, with one with all the men going off to war and all the women having to come back and basically run America as much as we as much as we're allowed to. Yeah. You know, as much as yeah, as much as we're allowed to do it that and of course the whole um, the whole gay, yeah, dynamic. the gay and lesbian aspect of it, and it. My husband asked, he goes, "Do you really think that there were a lot of lesbians back then?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not, you couldn't come out there and say it, but yeah, there was a lot of women who just settled for one reason or another because they had to." Um, because it was God's plan or it was whatever, whatever it was. But back at that time, women had very little rights, if any at all. And even the one woman who said, I would not have this business if I did not have a man's name. Mm -hmm. And that's how I got, that's how I snuck in there and did that. Yeah, it sucks. They changed up a lot. Yes. I mean... I like how it's not, it's like the movie, but it's not like the movie either. So I like, I really like the direction it's going in. I'm a purist when it comes to those things. I'm like, man, they've already tried this before. You know, is it going to be like the movie? So, but I was really, really surprised about it. And it's becoming one of our favorite shows. I think that um, 
does taint it a little bit when you're around the first go around, you know, when they remake things. Mm -hmm. But then I think of how many things I thought were originals that were remakes of things (laughs) from the 30s. And it's like, yes, we haven't had a damn original idea in our heads. (laughs) Nope. What is it? There's like seven Four or what is it? Fourteen different tropes. Yeah, of, seven storylines. Yes, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, it's like whatever. So, uh, but I do like it. I like the Sandman. I watched the Sandman. I have not Netflix. watched that yet. I like way more fantasy science fiction. I think than you know you as much. I've watched She Hulk. So on Marvel, <laughs> I wasn't sure how I was, took that either, but it was, I mean, you know, it was good. So it's, I know it's like, eh, I do like a lot of weird nerd things. I just, um, I don't know. I've been busy. I forgot to mention. Do we need a She-Hulk? Tiny stage. Uh, I mean, isn't that every the, woman over 50 who's going Marvel, through menopause? You would think, but yeah. <laughs> Don't we all turn into a She-Hulk? How we all process gamma rays. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that you mellow out. I think I was way more She-Hulky when Did I she turn green? active period. Yeah, she turns green. I don't know yeah. much about the Hulk. Are they from the same planet, from the same... Well... Is that her brother? Her, it's her cousin. Her co- and they had a, <laughs> he had a, he had a accident with some type of radioactive gamma rays. Yes. That made him Hulk out. And then she got in a car accident with him and he was, uh, he has learned to maintain a balance between Bruce Banner and Hulk. Mm-hmm. By being smart Hulk now, so okay. he is like instead of just crush everything, he's big and hulky, but he wears glasses and a lab coat, so you can tell that he's smart, like Bruce Banner. <laughs> and so, so he's mentoring. He was She Hulk. Well, to- he was hulked out driving his cousin around, <laughs> and they got into an accident, and she got cut, and he got cut. And oh, his and blood mingled with her. Oh, wow. Okay. And turned her in. It's, they figured out it's a genetic thing. And so she, though, is able to control when she hulks out or not. Like, she can do it on demand. And so she's like a new and improved Hulk. But there is a whole entire Hulk planet, you know. And this is not even my favorite of the... <laughs> The things I just uh, remember, I was a big Lou Ferrigno fan and originally, and the old school Wonder Woman, and you know, Almighty oh, Isis. I was very upset about the marauding Islamic extremist <laughs> called Isis <laughs> because it was like, why are you naming yourself right after, after the after the, the planet that Wonder Woman goddess? Yes. And then, you know, I mean. Wasn't the name of that Wonder Woman where she came from? No, that was uh, Thea something, not Isis. Now you've messed me up. (laughs) And I'm going to have to be in timeout if I can't remember the planet of Wonder Woman's home planet. Or place. 
so, huh? All the Amazons are on this planet. So, uh, oh, the Muscaria. The Muscaria. Where does Isis come from then? I could swear she's that an she's. Egyptian goddess. Yeah, but I could have swore that she had something, or that name had something to do with Wonder Woman as well. No, it was just she came on a block of time and she was out. Um, on the 70s TV show uh, with, dang it, just because of ISIS. She was, um, she was the goddess of fertility, the Egyptian goddess of fertility. Do you not remember the television show? She would like spin and, you know, Wonder Woman also would spin. But Isis would, her thing was, Zephyr winds. It may have been a little before my time. We float on high, lift me now so I can fly. Oh, mighty Isis, Isis, or something like that. <laughs> I, uh, She was cool. Like, the three people, when you're playing dress up or whatever, and you were doing your acting or, you know, whatever. This is who we would be. We would either be... Lindsay Wagner, the Bionic Woman, yeah, Wonder Woman, Linda Carter's Wonder Woman, or Isis. Who played Isis? Uh, we were always witches. We didn't do superheroes. We were always witches. We also did witches. Just so we could tie each other to trees and. Joanna Cameron. And it was called The Secrets of Isis. And then Shazam. It was the Shazam and Isis Hour. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. We'll have to. You can watch this intro. Uh, I never miss this stuff. Like, I loved it so much. I do remember her. Yeah. <laughs> but I may have been a little younger. <laughs> so seventies. <laughs> they all start the same. <laughs> yeah, while you were playing, I'm walking to school. I know. <laughs> or walking like to the lab. The Hollingsworth horse. That sounds so. <laughs> right. 70s are wild and no way <laughs> see now wow. you wonder where my conspiracy theories come from Thank you, black man of reason. <laughs> I like that there's so I much representation curious. in the movies that I like to watch. <laughs> Okay, I really have to pee. <laughs> we get to. I know. I don't know where she's like, they get in trouble. She'll turn into 
Oh, there went the flying things. <laughs> I don't even know. It's the whole movie. <laughs> so watch Isis oh, on there YouTube. She, she already did. <laughs> Wait the whole time for her to break out her powers. Nobody can know who she is though. This is the pilot. Right. So it takes and the only thing a that few changes minutes. her appearance is uh, here she comes. Is she gonna it, spin like Wonder Woman? I don't remember. She's got her amulet. Okay, no. I like her glasses. Yeah. They're cool. Her whole outfit's groovy. It's the seventies. So she takes off the glasses. Her hair's down. And, she, and her amulet. She has, yeah. And then she has a little headband. A totally different person. Totally. Yeah. Oh, Zephyr wins. Zephyr wins. And then she's flying through the air on the green screen. <laughs> she's following the, She's following the bad guy. So if you remember this, Isis, email us at gabandgirltime at gmail.com. The secrets of Isis. Not about the the Middle Eastern terrorist group. No. (laughs) But she helps them. Yeah. And don't tell. (laughs) But anyway, we loved her. And it was the Shazam Isis hour was what happened. Nice. To a lot, but... Yeah, but they ruined it for me. So, she used, it used to be a comic book, too. And then I used to always read Vampirilla as well. But you've got to pee. So I anyway, do. I've always been a bit of a weirdo. We know. I'm totally happy with. I don't care. I'm fine with it. Okay, where can they find you on all your social medias? Uh, Gab and Gail time. That's where it is. Yeah. All of Gab and Gail time. Gail Grantham comedy. And I am Brady Von Beaverhausen on Instagram and Bruce Tonsils on TikTok and Fit. Thanks for being with us as we talk yes. about just whatevers. We appreciate you. Yeah, we're going to have some guests here coming up in a little bit. Yes. Yeah. We're thinking about having a Nuts November. We will have gotten over 100 episodes. All Nuts November, which means we're going to bring men. Yeah. People that have testes yeah. will test us. <laughs> We've had a couple of men reach out and go, can we be on? And we're like, the audacity. <laughs> you need to wait for us to ask you to be on. Right. Be a gentleman. <laughs> so, well, first of all, they get points for even listening. True. And they proved that they had listened yeah. at least to one episode. So, <laughs> I'm going to be more impressed if you... Give me a quote from episode three. I'm going to be more <laughs> impressed then. And I don't you have a you have a higher chance of getting on the show. Was, I couldn't give you a quote from episode <laughs> three, so you know well, you could probably make it up. <laughs> Brady may know. She may actually know. But I am very proud of you. And I forgot to mention um, Tiny Stage. I went to Corner Lounge and Brandy Augustus, who is going to be on the show that I have we have coming up uh, at the pride center uh host that show for tiny stage and they're like the next 
up-and-coming wave of comics and they're doing great things in the scene and i'm really i'm really happy with what they're doing and it is a great little room back up beep 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 <laughs> beep 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 all righty <laughs> we love y'all but man august is busy and september is going to be even worse september i am busy a lot yes and october is going to be freaking in insane it's definitely gonna be insane for you i get to go to another burn so i'm like whoop whoop we're here we're consistent we're still gonna be putting out episodes every week or at least we love you and at least one half of us is excited about pumpkin spice season which half because it ain't me i am i'm very excited about fat girl famine fall like (laughs) It's Fat Girl Famine Fall. It's the chubby lady's time to shine. That's gonna it's my time it's coming up here. <laughs> you know? I don't care. I'll put on my basic white lady pumpkin spice girl. Do you not like pumpkin spice? Like, you know, I, yeah, I don't like pumpkin spice everything. They went my a favorite overboard. is caramel. Has always been when I think of fall, that's what I think of. Caramel, 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 caramel. Apples. Apples. Yeah. Caramel. Yeah. Uh, Caramel was the original pumpkin spice before. Brown sugar, apple pie, apple cider. (laughs) Before that all came along. Well, yeah. I like, I don't know. I do like the, just the taste flavor combination Ooh, oranges and cranberries on the stove, simmering. Yeah, with a cinnamon stick and some cloves. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is a little pro tip in case you have one of those like microwave dinners that are like a toast or whatever. You will take a little bit of water and you can pour it on the cake. Cut up a little chunk of celery and roll it over the stove. It does smell like you cook that all day long. Everything. Boop, boop, be doop. <laughs>